Vigorous Steve here, let's talk about first cycles for a bit. When you're ready for your first cycle, what the prerequisites are, what you need to pay extra special attention to, how to actually design your first cycle, everything you need to know before you get your hands dirty with anabolic energetic steroids so you can have a successful outcome of your first cycle and walk away with a good experience, not end up like this bundle of side effects like so many other people in the fitness industry end up being like, and they have a horrible, horrible experience lost to the natty industry forever before we do please like the video leave a comment for the algorithm and consider subscribing if you haven't already and if you want to support the channel you can do so by joining either the youtube or patreon memberships where you can vote for upcoming deep times and join the weekly vigorous q a which is always on saturday private for an entire hour before we go public and then it turns into a super chat super flood so first things first we're going to split up this video into a multitude of parts in this video, I want to discuss the prerequisites and things you need to pay special attention to before you even start dabbling with steroids. Because let's be honest, going on steroids is probably a lifetime commitment, not from the point that you need it because you're going to be androgen deficient. Even me, after running steroid cycles for over a decade, if I do a proper post-cycle therapy, and yes, I have ebooks and videos on the subject, give the channel a search or have a look over at vigorsteve.com. If I do a proper PCT, my testosterone levels end up somewhere between 600 and 900 nanograms per deciliter. So I don't think that it's a lifetime commitment regarding your serum testosterone levels, unless you were already clinically low to begin with. And yes, we'll address that in this video series. It's mostly from a mental aspect. Once you start racing, you take your Toyota to a Ferrari level and you keep driving at 160 miles or kilometers per hour, you're going pretty fast. And then going back to 100 kilometers per hour, is actually pretty slow, but if you're still driving, your testosterone levels are still adequate. It just means that your libido is a little bit less compared to being on cycle. Your motivation is a little bit less compared to being on cycle or TRT for that matter. And this is where the addiction is coming from. You're so used to being supercharged. And now when you go back to normal levels, everything is kind of boring. So keep that in mind because going on steroids is basically like marriage or buying a house on a mortgage. The longer you stay away from your wife, the more miserable and lonely you become and the longer you stay away from your comfortable house living in hotel rooms or just traveling the globe the more you start to miss these comforts of home and guess what the biggest choices in your life are either marriage or buying a house right steroids first fall somewhere along the same line so keep this in mind food for thought don't think of it lightly so steve when i'm actually ready for my first cycle i'm sure this video is coming way too late for the majority of my audience i wish this video was there when I was 26 years old when I did my first cycle. So let me guide you if you're still on the fence thinking about dabbling with a little bit of performance enhancing drugs. When are you ready? Now before, back in the day when, uh, you know, usually are exposed to steroid users only through the gym and not through social media because social media didn't exist. The only form of social media we had were the steroid forums, the bodybuilding forums, where everybody was anonymous. So long story short, you would have to bench three plates, squat four plates, and deadlift five plates, regardless of your body weight, right? That was the golden rule. You need to accomplish this first, and then, and only then, will the other people of the gym allow you to buy a load of steroids at a tremendous markup, right? Back in the day. Nowadays, you can go on social media. Everybody's on steroids. All of the cool people that you follow on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube, are taking some, some kind of performance-enhancing drug, so you feel incentivized and probably stimulated through peer pressure to get your hands dirty way too early. 
Now, I still still think that this uh, three plate bench, four plate squats, or five plate deadlift applies, albeit in a different format. You simply need to earn it. So, how can you earn the use of anabolic steroids? Well, spend a couple of years in the gym. Figure out how your body works without the use of performance enhancing drugs. Figure out how your diet needs to be in place without the use of performance enhancing drugs. Figure out which supplementation you need to follow without performance enhancing drugs. Because if you can't do all of this, you don't have the consistency to follow that through for a couple of years, ideally at least five, and ideally you're at least 21 years old. But I would say middle 20s, you know, 25 years old is probably a better time to even start thinking about performance enhancing drugs um, because you need to be financially secure as well, right? You need to have the mental maturity to do the research and the sourcing, which is always an issue, before you even think about getting your hands dirty. Please earn it. If you see that your testosterone levels are too low, there's a couple things that you can do, right? Focus on your sleep patterns, your circadian rhythm. Sleep a couple more hours during the day. Focus on your nutrition. Make sure you get all of the micronutrients in to help with testosterone production. I'll put them all on the screen so you can screen cap it for future reference. And for God's sake, cook all your own meals. Don't be a child. Children eat from packages, right? The cereal, the Twinkies, all of that garbage that doesn't contribute to your health. Adults, responsible human beings, cook their own freaking meals. There's a huge epidemic pandemic out there of people eating processed foods coming from packages with a huge long expiration date or maybe it doesn't even expire. <laughs> That's how terrible the food is. Cook your own meals. Don't use a meal prep service unless you're really, really, really busy. But if you're really, really busy, you're probably financially secure as well. And just hire a chef to make these meals fresh for you on demand. Spread out your nutritional income, whether that comes from supplements or nutritional foods multiple times per day. This is what you need to do to stay healthy. And when you're healthy, your body will reward you with adequate testosterone levels in the majority of the cases. And if that's not the case, and unfortunately your pituitary gland or your testicles are non-responsive to you treating your body right, excluding all the recreational drugs, which includes alcohol, sleeping properly, again, eating right, doing everything you need to do to keep your body healthy. If your testosterone levels are still not high, do a testicular ultrasound, do a pituitary MRI. Maybe there's something going wrong internally, structurally, for you not to have a properly functioning hypothalamic pituitary testis axis, and your testosterone levels are simply not adequate. Okay, you have a medical reason proven with blood work and organ imaging to go on testosterone replacement therapy. We'll cover that in another video. And if you need help determining that, and if you live in the United States, Merrick Health has got you covered discount codes and links down below. And on the subject of calories, make sure when you're eating nutritious that you're also in a caloric surplus for let's say at least six months out of the year. Because the longer you stay in a caloric deficit, the lower your serum testosterone levels in your overall hormone panel is going to be. A lot of natural bodybuilders that actually don't take performance enhancing drugs, they died for six months out of the year, and by the end of their diet, their testosterone levels were, what, 200, 300 nanograms per deciliter at best. They've been in a chronic caloric deficit for a very long time to end up shredded, and they're basically close to androgen deficiency. So if you want to stay shredded for social media, you're probably hurting your hormone panel. Right? Keep that in mind. You can even eat nutritious foods. The longer you stay in a caloric deficit, the worse your hormone panel is going to look like. You can track all of your blood work parameters, 
frequently. There's no excuse not to do blood work. If you're scared of needles, okay, you have somebody slap you across the face so you feel pain somewhere else, and then they slowly draw blood while you're focusing on um, you know anger management because you just got slapped. It, it really, there's no excuse not to do blood work. It's inexpensive. You can do it basically everywhere. And um, you know, if you can't do it in a country of your residence, do a little bit of medical tourism, right? Usually a country where you can do blood work is not too far away. I completely understand that it adds extra money to your bulk of expenses. But if you can't spend money on blood work before you start taking performance-enhancing drugs, guess what? You can't even afford the performance-enhancing drugs because performance-enhancing drugs are more expensive all things considering, than doing blood work. All right, so if you can keep track of your training through progressive overload for the last couple of years, your logbook is filled to the brim with longitudinal data, and then you finally start to get some compliments from other hardcore bodybuilders in the gym thinking or asking if you finally took the plunge, because you start to look very, very good. You've developed your physique proportionately. All of your muscles are developed. You've probably done a couple diets, drug-free, so all of the muscles are also visible. You've got nice separation, right? This is purely from a bodybuilding perspective. Again, if you're energy deficient, skip to the next video. But if you are not energy deficient and you put in the work, you now finally start to get the respect from other hardcore bodybuilders who are taking performance-enhancing drugs. They're welcoming you into the inner circle of PED users with open arms. Congratulations, you've earned it, right? You don't necessarily have to bench three plates or squat four plates or deadlift five plates, but if you put in the work, you'll end up looking like a bodybuilder without the use of performance-enhancing drugs. But I completely understand that you might get impatient after a couple of years because the longer you do it without drugs, um, you know, the slower the progress is going to be, albeit that you can still make progress until your testosterone levels start to decline with age. So now you got the training covered and the respect in the gym covered, you got your nutrition covered, the macronutrients, the calories, everything that goes along with that. You got your blood work covered. You can even do more. You can do some other organ imaging, maybe do a full body MRI. Check your cancer markers in case you're thinking about taking growth hormone, TB500, BPC157, insulin, uh, IGF-1, IGF-1, LR3, DES, or Incrolex if you can source it. Uh, even some of the SARMs like GW1516 all come with potential cancer risks if and only if cancer is already present. If some of your family members actually died from cancer, this increases your risk profile. And other hereditary diseases might be present in your genetic makeup as well. So why not do a genetic analysis at 23andMe or Circle DNA, or wherever you prefer to get some insights into how your body is going to respond and um, you know live through your entire life cycle. Cancer marker screening, organ ultrasounds or full body MRI, genetic analysis, cardiac MRI or CT scan with contrast if you're a little bit older and you're worried about coronary plaque buildup, right? Or just simple blood flow throughout your heart because you had uh, myocarditis at one point or another. Keep all of these things in mind. Do a semen analysis. Man, I wish I would have done it because then I would have had a baseline reading on my overall semen quality. Now I don't know. I only know what my semen analysis looks like after taking steroids, performance-enhancing drugs for a multitude of years. And even though my semen parameters came back absolutely sweet, that's not the case for everybody. Some people already have horrible semen before they start taking anabolic energetic steroids and then, you know, shutting down your HPTA, lowering your LH and FSH levels for a multitude of years in duration, unless you take 
ATG on cycle for a little bit of testicular function. Um, you do your semen analysis pre-cycle, it's already shit. Where do you think it's going to end up at? You're probably going to end up sterile, right? So you might have to freeze that semen or do some sort of fertility protocol for your semen to be frozen for later usage before you start taking PEDs. Because again, if your semen parameters are horrible to begin with, they're not going to get any better, really. I've seen this happen over and over again. People were already basically infertile or subfertile, you know, with uh, you know unfavorable semen parameters. When they start taking steroids, it gets worse. And some of these guys might not even recover and they need to, um, you know, do very, 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 very expensive in vitro fertilization with a little bit of semen that they're able to produce with very extensive fertility protocols. Trust me, guys, it might set you back 50 to 100K United States dollars if you have to go the IVF route. All right, so you need to be financially secure, right? Besides the blood work and the organ imaging and the cancer screening and the MRIs and the CT scans, you also need to be able to afford all of the drugs. And pharmaceutical-grade steroids or performance-enhancing drugs in general are just more expensive than underground lab. Now, we'll save that for another follow-up video, but I can't emphasize this enough. Make sure that you're financially secure. If you're financially secure at 21 years old because you know, your social media is blowing up or you figure out a way to make good money before you start taking PEDs, more power to you. Hopefully you've been training for a couple of years already. You have the potential, you have a physique, you have the discipline and the financial backing. Go ahead, but please do it under guidance because at 21 years old, you don't know shit. I didn't know anything at 21 years old. I thought I knew at that time. I felt I was so 100% confident at 21 years old that I knew exactly how life was going to work. And now, uh, 20 years later, yeah, I laugh at the knowledge I used to have. So please do it under guidance. Coaching is expensive. You need to be financially secure. Do afford a coach who's going to recommend you to stick with performance enhancing drugs, which are high quality. And then, and only then, you need to be below 12% body fat. So hopefully you have control over your diet. Hopefully you've done a couple diets to get your body fat levels down. You know how to do daily fasted cardio, right? 10 minute walks in between meals or after meals, you're well versed in how to get shredded. Don't take performance enhancing drugs if you're over 12% body fat because of the aromatization potential. Aromatization of testosterone into estradiol occurs in the body fat. So the more body fat you have, the more side effects you will experience of this elevated estrogen levels, right? You can keep track of your testosterone and estrogen levels with blood work, right? We mentioned that so many times already, I'm going to mention it until you're sick of it. You want to unsubscribe and then you subscribe a little bit later because you know I was right. So on the topic of side effects, if you have anxiety, insomnia, acne, hair loss, body hair problems, right? The hair loss at the top, but hair growth at the bottom, libido issues, gynecomastia issues, anger management issues, high blood pressure, terrible lipids, because you don't manage your diet, which you should be doing, and other metabolic markers, everything, I guarantee you, everything will get worse when you start taking steroids. Your anxiety will get worse. Your insomnia will get worse. Your acne will get worse. Hair loss will get worse. The growth of body hair will get worse. But luckily, you can trim for that. Libido issues, if they're already bad, unless you're going on TRT and you're managing your health, might also get worse. Right? You need to learn how to fix these problems without performance-enhancing drugs, without medications, by dietary and lifestyle interventions. The amount of people that I see haphazardly starting anabolic steroids 
and worsening the effects that they have drug-free is astounding. <laughs> astounding. And then you have to pay an arm and a leg to get a consultation with a guy like me or other knowledgeable people in the fitness industry to tell you that you shouldn't be taking steroids. But I'm telling you here, right now, if you have anxiety, fix that first. If you have hair loss, fix that first. Yeah, I know it sounds cumbersome, but if you go on PEDs and you don't have a grasp on all of these issues that you have drug-free, they're going to get worse. And if you focus on your health and you fix all of these issues before you start dabbling, guess what? You have a successful outcome. You only get anabolic effects and none of the side effects. And you also have complete understanding of all the possible side effects that these um, you know, steroids that you're now interested in might potentiate, right? If uh, you go on boldrone and you already suffer from anxiety, good luck, dude. <laughs> and keep this in mind. Match all of your current issues to all of the potential issues you might get from the performance enhancing drugs that you're interested in. See if they overlap. And if they do overlap, fix all your shit first and don't take the steroids that are going to exacerbate all the shit that you're already suffering from. And you also need to make sure that you understand the legal ramifications because unfortunately, besides medically prescribed testosterone replacement therapy from a qualified um, you know, hormone optimization and male health clinic, which also focuses on female health, like Merrick Health, for example, not so many qualified places in the world you can actually get a prescription from. You know, a lot of TRT clinics in the United States are just glorified drug dealers. They'll prescribe you 18 units of growth hormone, but you don't have HIV. How the f*** is that possible? <laughs> I don't get it. TRT clinics here in Thailand prescribe Trembolone. <laughs> I mean, the, the amount of knowledge acquirement that needs to take place before you don't get f***ed in the ass by some of these sources or get f***ed in the ass by some of these so-called TRT clinics or get f***ed in the ass by yourself because you do it haphazardly takes a while, right? So when, when you start training for a while and you start dieting for a while and you acquire all of this knowledge, give yourself four to five years before you're actually ready to start dabbling. Okay, this video is already way too long, so let's cut it off here. The next one I want to focus on TRT, then we're going to actual steroid cycles, and maybe if the audience demands it, we'll do follow-up cycles, a second, a third, a fourth, etc. until you guys get bored of it and I see the views decline. Okay, I'll leave it here. Thank you guys so much for watching. Food for thought. You can find everything that I'm associated with down below in the YouTube description section. All of my sponsors and affiliates are there. And if they're not there, you're looking for something specific, head over to vigorousteve.com. I got a ton of free articles for your reading enjoyment with a ton of free information you can learn even more from. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at vigorousteve. Vigorous crew, you guys know to do a frontal advisor for you guys. Um, no anabolic endogenic steroids in this picture, but it might be something else which took a lifetime to acquire. Yeah, but that's just my luck, baby. Thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.